0: The Sports Complex of the Horn.
1: Hour two of the Sports Complex here on the Horn. Still going to your text messages. 512-447-3776. Who's your current NFL MVP? If you got any more talk about that, send whatever you got to talk about. Uh, on the tech sign, we're also going to get into the Heisman Trophy was given out. Some more in, uh, NFL college awards, our NCAA football college awards were given out. There's some new Heisman odds that are out there as well. Now we also got a, a really weird award award that I I want to I just want to mention something about an award. I'm going to get into that. All right. And then Texas basketball had a game uh, over the weekend, beating Houston Christian. Uh, we'll get to all of that stuff. Plus. More and more of your texts. We always get to more and more of your texts. We may talk some more NBA as well, depending on how we get through this and uh, how much you guys uh, want to talk about on the show. You know, if you guys want to talk about it on the text line, we'll talk about it. That's what we like to do here on the Sports Complex. Uh, Texter, we'll get back to the text line right now. Riley P says, "Mahomes and my Auto should have given them some insurance points." I don't. I don't get it. I, I get it, but I don't get it. I know that I like the commercial. I like the commercial, but I'm not sure the insurance points they needed. But I like it, Riley. I like it. I Like you're going out. I, I, I don't. I, I prefer Travis Kelsey's. See how much you can save when you switch. I like that one better. But I'm a Travis Kelsey guy, you know, because all my big. I'm a big Taylor i a Swiftie. Really? What's no. your favorite song? Uh, that one she sings. Which one? The one about her uh, ex. Which one? I don't. I don't know. No. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I think the last song played should be the new theme song. Uh, that, I'll tell the past lives when I see him on Thursday at Jelly's uh, eleventh annual Christmas jam. It's
0: big compliment.
1: Uh, with all the uh, complaints, I'd say refs are MVP. They seem to be handing teams L's. I like that. I like that one. <laughs> look, I look again. That was a blatant offsides. He was offsides. He was offsides. I get the the warning and all that other stuff, but this is what happens when coaches continue to try and break rules and be like, let's see how far we can push this rule to try and get a competitive advantage. And then the the refs committee goes, "Hey, we got to really watch for offsides cuz people are really trying to line up offsides now cuz they want a competitive advantage and with analytics, like you can look at, well, if you line up, you know, 2 inches back from the line of scrimmage, your odds of getting to the quarterback are 40% less, but if you line up 2 inches over, they're like 40% better." So you should line up offsides as much as you can and get away with it and just look at the line judge. And Kadarius Tony just forgot to look at the line judge.
0: So if Kadarius Tony can't get lined up on side, why not just before every snap have him in that little bubble motion? And that way he can get into whatever route he needs to. He's in the backfield. You can't call him for offsides. I mean, I would have <laughs>
1: said I would say get one of your offensive linemen who's not doing a ton of reads, like one of your guys that just gotta be there, and just be like, hey, left guard, look to your left. Where's Tony? If Tony is ahead of you be like hey Tony you suck at football and you are be like ah, step back is that the call sign for it <laughs> something to get his attention <laughs> but I get somebody else on that team to be like look we just need Kadarius Tony insurance and we need somebody to stand out there and just be like hey man remember how remember how we learned how to do this at some point and all you, and you're looking at the ball staring
0: at it how do you not realize you're in front of it
1: and he thought i'm sure he thought to himself well i check over there with the the, the side ump, but i have to turn my head all the way because i'm looking behind me at the ah, ball
0: he'll give it to me
1: <laughs> he'll give Terrible. it to me
0: he was already thinking about touchdowns
1: uh blind long fan says christian mccaffrey is their mvp i think he should win he's not in the he's on the odds right now he's what like
0: i think he was like plus plus twenty five thousand. yeah he's way time. up he's there way people up do not
1: there. want to give it to him i don't know why I mean, I do know why is they don't value running backs whatsoever in any form now. I've ranted about that the other day that I think that's a big detriment to football right now is that you don't want to have the running game because the people who use it well are winning. They're doing well, but then they still, for whatever reason, no one wants to get into that.
0: First play from scrimmage, CMC for 79 yards. Just
1: saying. <laughs> Another text says, uh, will the Spurs win a game before the new year? Fingers crossed, question. man. Fingers good. crossed.
0: Fingers crossed. I like that texture.
1: I know, and I, we talk about this. I was telling time, uh, telling uh, Jake before the show that I, I it's I'm a, I'm right on that edge now. It's Like just lose out and get number one pick again. Let's do it again. It will be then we'll be good. Just right on that edge of how bad this team looks right now. But we almost broke him. We are <laughs> almost, almost there. Right. He's almost. I don't broken. want him. They shouldn't do that. But I oh, part of me wants him to. Uh, this texture says: What are the rules regarding the NCAA 2000 COVID season? Not counting against eligibility. Does that mean uh, almost all starters could return if they really wanted to come back? I think Chris Jones and T-Sweat, maybe Jay Witt are the only super seniors currently on the roster. A lot of them could. Uh, a lot of them could, uh, but a lot of them won't because they have no desire to. <laughs> but, yes, a lot of people could come back for that for that COVID year. We know you know certain people have done it uh, already. But, yeah, if they have not used it yet, if they have not claimed it on on the record – and some of these guys have claimed it, and they're juniors, but they're really seniors – and so they've taken kind of the retro So there's there's points where you could still take that that code year, as far as I know. Uh, but I don't expect a lot of them to do it.
0: I figure everybody can just play ten years in college now. Did you see the Heisman ceremony? We had four guys up there that were what six plus years, five plus years. Yeah, no, was- and those
1: guys are you know we see that we know you know, Bo Nix has played you know since since uh, Jacob. Bo Nix has had two different college football careers. <laughs> yes, he has. He has. Uh, we get this texter uh, says the tip of the toe was uh, at or past the football. He was way past the neutral zone edge. Yes, we know. I'm with you. I'm with you. It was a penalty. And <laughs> we'll get into Chan that says, uh, so we agree that Kellen Moore was the issue then not maximizing and playing the DAG strengths. I don't know if he was a full issue. I don't think he was a full issue. I think he was an issue.
0: Uh Uh, Yeah, I'm just not sure. I think it's more of what you were saying, where Kellen Moore was saying the offense goes like this. It is designed like this.
1: Yeah, I I, I think there's part of it where it's not. I I don't know if there was ever a point. It just seems to me that Dak Prescott is, you know, making his own decisions a bit more now than kind of where it seemed like he was always looking. The footwork part is something big. He's big into that now. But I, I just, it doesn't, it feels like Dak Prescott is now being able to make the right decisions on matchups and spread the ball around a lot better. And they didn't seem to spread the ball around a lot more before.
0: Yeah, and when they had their interview with Collinsworth, the media availability yeah. beforehand, Collinsworth said Dak told him he doesn't know how any quarterbacks play football without this footwork that they've been working on, where it's one two hit the guy, and yeah, then, or duck out and run. And so it, it, I, obviously, it's made a huge difference. It has
1: made. I mean, that's part of you know when you do anything and you find a way that works for you, and you go, oh, I don't know how to make it. We go, it's different for everybody, and that's why coaching is so hard, is because if if everybody reacted to the same things and if everybody you know, could use the same methods to, you know, learn how to read defenses or do whatever, then everybody, you know, it'd be a lot easier to be a head coach. The really hard part about being a good coach is that you have to go into people with different mindsets and different ways of learning and figure out how to get all of them on the same page and go, okay, well, I tried this to reach them and it didn't work. And I tried this and it didn't work. So I think there's more to that where Kellen Moore, young in his coaching career, kind of came straight from being a player and he did what he thought. You know, and he did what this is how I learned. So this is how I'm going to teach you. And it never seemed to really cross over to make Dak Prescott be able to take that next step.
0: Well, it's kind of like at your job, right? There's two styles of management for your boss. Your boss can either tell you how things are done, or your boss can give you guidelines and let you become empowered on the yes. project, right? It becomes your project. And so yes. I think that's more of what Dak's dealing with.
1: And uh, we also get Jacob, your Dallas Cowboys, slow clap, deserve total domination, well-deserved win. But do we need to see so much of Jerry Jones?
0: Probably not. Probably don't need Jerry on the TV so much, but you know you're going to get it. And especially if they keep on this tear. Oh, can you imagine if the Cowboys did do the unthinkable and make it to the Super Bowl? Two straight weeks of Jerry Jones on TV.
1: Oh, he's going to take Jimmy Johnson out of the ring of honor. <laughs> I knew we didn't need you to win. I knew we didn't need you. <laughs> <laughs> It is crazy that he agreed to put him in, and now they're playing really good football. I love it. Like, the curse, it was a real I t- curse.
0: The, the curse is lifted. I tweeted it out as soon as he announced that Jimmy Johnson was going in. The curse is lifted. Look out, because the Cowboys are here, and we're about to put the league on notice.
1: Uh, Lorenzo says, do you think we lose, Malik, if Quinn Ewers comes back? We still don't know Quinn Ewers' decision. We don't know a lot of guys' decisions. It's going to matter what they do on New Year's Day. It's going to matter what happens after that, because – I can tell you right now, the the general opinion of Quinn Ewers will change a lot if three, he throws for 300 yards and no interceptions in two straight weeks, and wins the Oklahoma, you know, beats Texas Tech by by a landslide, beats the crap out of Oklahoma State, goes in and beats the crap out of Washington. And if he wins a national championship, that's a real big different discussion about Quinn Ewers than we were talking about five weeks or five six weeks ago when he was said, well, he's probably going to come back when he got hurt.
0: Yeah, I don't think your stock gets any higher than that.
1: And so it's well, could he be in the Heisman? We'll talk about that in a minute. But at the same point, he may say, Okay, well, I'm you know, my stocks up there. I did what I came here to do. Right.
0: This was always the plan. This was but, always the plan. But
1: if he goes, if they go to Washington, they do struggle against that Washington team, which we're hoping doesn't happen. But if he does, well then it's much more likely he comes back because he says, Okay, we didn't, we got, you know, my work here is not done. We want to come back and run it back. We feel like we are we can be a better team next year. We can go after things.
0: And it's a less crowded class.
1: And, and then it, it, I, I don't think they will have all three quarterbacks. And I think Arch is staying. So that depends on where Quinn Ewers is, is the real answer to that question of Blake Murphy's. I don't think all three of them stay. And I think Arch is staying.
0: Yeah, but you won't hear anything from Malik until after they're done playing because he wants the opportunity for audition tape if there is an opportunity for him to play yeah. in the playoffs. No, I, yeah. yeah, and
1: I, I agree. And I, the fact that he hasn't gone, the fact that he didn't go in already last year and he hasn't gone in already this it's huge. It's year, huge. I think he wants to play for Texas. I think he wants to play for Sark. I don't, I think you so. know, the the look we, you know, we talked about Dad was saying there was tampering. We know that people were calling Malik Murphy and and his coaches said. Look, man, you've got offers. I heard
0: they offered him fifty million. <laughs> that was the latest report I saw. is they offered him
1: fifty million, <laughs> no, but you know, but the reality is they offer him a starting job,
0: yeah, at, probably. at a school. Like we, I, you know,
1: there was a he was going to compete for the starting job at Alabama if he wanted to.
0: Yeah, I mean, he'll probably go out west if I had to guess.
1: That'll be my guess, especially yeah. now during the Big Ten, right? Uh, you know, you can play different games. So, but yeah, but that'll be my guess as well that you know USC is going to be looking for a quarterback. He wants to be closer to home. So that would be my guess, but, you know, who knows? Who knows? Uh, We don't know until – we won't know until hopefully December 1st we've got another game, and we'll delay that decision even more. January 1st. January 1st, sorry. There you go. You know, I don't know months. (laughs) Uh, This texter says, Mahomes is now getting to see how Brady played for every year without Moss. Yeah, I mean, kind of, but I think this probably – and look – I know
0: cuz how many no names did Brady bring to the top? You know what I mean? How many like Chris Hogan? When was the last time you heard Chris Hogan outside of when Brady was throwing? I time?
1: get it, but he had Edelman and he had he had uh Wes Welker. He not, had Not at the same times. No, no, but I'm saying he had at least he had a guy and then he had Gronk. So he basically always had a really good tight end, which is what Patrick Mahomes had. And he had one other guy, which is what Patrick Mahomes had. He had one other guy.
0: Right, Tyreek. And
1: now he has zero receivers who can catch a ball. He's still putting the money there. The, the Patriots wide receivers could get a ball. This is why I don't think it's – because the difference is the the Kansas City Chiefs drafted a bunch of guys who get separation but can't catch. And the Patriots drafted Good a bunch of guys nothing. who couldn't get separation but could catch. Because
0: Brady's going to put it in a keyhole. And he's gonna put, yeah. So
1: they trusted Brady to get the ball there and put it in the right spots. And now they're getting it to give Mahomes more room. But the problem is they can't catch the ball when it's put there. So it's kind of a different synopsis. I get what you're saying. But I don't – I think that it's not quite the same thing. Uh, and, it, you know, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. I get it.
0: Yeah, and I, I did see a tweet this weekend where someone had tweeted a picture of X-Man and said, Chiefs, may I present to you an elite number one receiver? And it made me a little happy just thinking about the probability of him going there. It that, would. That would make me so happy.
1: It would. It would make me happy, too, to see him go and get – you know, be able to play at that level. And,
0: and the things they could do together. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Get
1: separation and get – yeah. He he falls in that line now. I know he's dropped a ball or two, which may he you had know. A hand. He had a broken
0: hand. I know, hand. I know, but
1: PTSD for those those Chiefs fans, <laughs> they may want the most sure-handed receiver that's out there. Like, well, he's he's two seventy. <laughs> he ain't that fat. I don't care. Can he catch? How much glue can we put in his gloves? I mean, Tavondre Sweat is one for one on touchdown passes.
0: He sure is. So maybe they'll go with him. Wow, I didn't even think about that.
1: Hundred <laughs> percent completion.
0: <laughs> Talk rate. about a red zone threat.
1: <laughs> uh. <laughs> Drake May just declared for the draft. He did. He also said he's foregoing the bowl game. I think we all knew he was declaring mm. the draft, but we knew he was he forego. Uh, he said he was foregoing the bowl game. But yes, he did just do that. Mac Brown is gonna have to deal with that. A lot of teams are. These bowl games do not matter to a lot of these players. I hate this. It's bad, but this is why they're expanding the playoffs because more guys will stay into it if they're if they're in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I get it. I, look, I understand it completely because you know at a certain point. If, you know, if the NIL money's enough, then I'll stay for that game. Oh, business
0: wise, I get it. It makes perfect sense.
1: It, it makes perfect sense. I, I get, just
0: hate it as a fan.
1: I hate it as a fan too. But it was, you know, and we'll have this discussion next week, or maybe this week, later this week, uh, and we can ask as a poll question later this week of if, if, Do bowl games matter? Because I've had this conversation with a lot of people, and no. <laughs> and that's the reality. Is so, but is there is a, there is the other side where people still want them to matter, and how do you make them matter? Uh, and that's a it's just a, it's just a hard question. Yeah. Uh, we do have this. We can get into the Shohei Otani news uh, in the six. That that new news is crazy.
0: That's insane. If that's actually how his contract is structured. that's
1: what it says from reputable people. We'll talk about that when we get into the uh, six or the uh, sorry the next segment. Well, the next segment we'll get into some Shohei Otani news as well. And does Brock Cunningham have any years of eligibility with the football team? Less since basketball is used up. Love that guy. Do does not, it work that way? Do not believe it. that's how it does works. It- <laughs> Because otherwise he'd be on, you know, he would stay at Texas. I do like he said. He said in some of the things, like, I, I kind of have to move on. Like, he seems like a kid who's lived with his parents for too long now. And he's like, he's like, I'm getting a little too comfortable.
0: He's like, I've been the king here for a while. Yeah, yeah. For
1: a while. I, it's time for me to move on. So it's it's nice to see. But, yeah, Brock Cunningham is the best. We all know. He's a well, good guy.
0: What happened is the freshman started making references he finally doesn't understand. And he was like, oh, no, I've
1: been here too long. <laughs> Uh, Mahomes, born on third, always cheats the game, especially on his sideline move. Some hate there on on. Mahomes. I don't don't dislike Mahomes. What is that about? uh, Mahomes made a fool of himself with that rain having to be held back. Refs made the right call, not a professional look. No, and I get it. Look, I fully get that because I get in the heat of the game. You want guys that are passionate and competitive. That's one of the reasons Mahomes is Mahomes is because he's super competitive. When he played at Tech, one of the things they would show is that he would be fighting in games where they're down 40 points. It's just who he is. He wants – he's going to continue to compete, and that's what it was. I get it. I've yelled at refs in games that mattered much, much less than that did. Really? And I have yelled at refs in in rec league games. I have yelled at refs. There you go. Uh, And and had to be held back. Called it the worst call ever and just – Oh, yeah. Like you – yeah. Everything. Just because, you know, because you're in the moment. And, is, and when you walk away, I did not need the 24-hour rule to realize I was an idiot, by the way.
0: <laughs> it took you about five minutes. And you went, yeah. hey, man, my bad. No, hey. no, no. When I was in the car and you're like
1: that, and you're like, as you're saying it out loud, you're yeah. like, okay, maybe maybe I want to little You're replaying far. in
0: the head, trying to get the highlights, and you're going, oh, this is just bad. <laughs> this is just bad.
1: Uh, Scarlett says, Brady won three wings with uh, Troy Brown as his wide receiver. Who? Troy? I know Troy Brown is who. Uh, a lot. And let us not forget, Julian Edelman was the seventh-round pick that Brady turned into a Super Bowl champ. I, look, I get it. I get you want to tell the narrative, and the Brady narrative is that the Patriots would have been the worst team in the league, and that every one of those guys doesn't belong in the NFL, and that Tom Brady is the greatest man to ever walk the earth. I don't personally believe that. Look at him now. I think he's a very good quarterback. He's probably the greatest football player to ever live. I'll still give him that credit, but I'm not going to kiss his butt day and night because I don't think he's a good person. <laughs> I, I, I'm not appreciative of him being a hypocrite in a lot of things. And kind of spinning the narrative, so I just don't like him as much. I like Patrick Mahomes much more than I like him.
0: What is he? What is he a hypocrite on?
1: Uh, basically, all his opinions about football.
0: You mean the rules that were named after him, mean, and now we we can't play football anymore? Apparently, yeah, that stuff.
1: Uh, yeah. It just annoys me with it. But I, look, and I, I'm not a Patriots fan. He, I don't like him also because he beat every team for a long time, and they owned the Texans, and then the Texans tried to beat him, and it destroyed the Texans. So I'm not a huge fan of him for a lot of reasons. It doesn't matter. He wouldn't like me either. We're good to go.
0: I think Tom Brady's <laughs> a sweet boy because the Cowboys retired him. Cowboys retired him. Told them, go home, him go home, get out of here.
1: No, I look, I, but I well, he's he's the greatest. We can say that. I don't. I'm not trying to be impartial of that, but yeah, I'm not going to say that. You know, we, I don't know why we have to have these greatest debates that don't matter. Patrick Mahomes isn't the greatest of all time. We know he's not there yet. He's still young in his career. He's got a long way to go. Oh yeah, there's still a lot to be seen. So I don't. There's not a debate on that. I don't think there should be. But if we want to say that Tom Brady did more with less than Patrick Mahomes, you go like hey, Tom, Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl last year without wide, wide receiver.
0: He did. But he had
1: a tight end. He had a really great tight end.
0: Well, that's what makes this year so alarming for him. It's, it's mostly the same cast.
1: It's mostly the same cast, yeah. Uh, I do want to mention some things. Jane Daniels did win the Heisman Trophy. Uh, is this, are you good with that pick?
0: Oh, that's fine with me. Dude had 50 touchdowns, 40 through the air, and 10 rushing. I, mean, yeah, he, was, I think he was
1: the most explosive weapon in college
0: football week in and week out.
1: This one I would have given it to Michael Penix Jr. just because I do like the, the value of a player. I would have given it to him personally. Uh, I just think it's, you know, I, I I get the stats were there, but you can't – they lost to Florida State, and so I wouldn't have given it to them. <laughs> but, Why, is that a bit of a controversy? It might have been a controversy. Oh, okay. But, no, I get it. The stats are there. I think he played a great season. They would have been a much worse team without him. Uh, but I think Washington is a five- or six-loss team without Michael Penix Jr. That's fair. I mean, a four-loss team. Like, they're not in the playoffs. Yeah, No, that's fair. I'd have
0: been okay with that because I want that extra little nudge, too. Yeah. It's like, oh, the Heisman winner's over there, huh?
1: uh and Tavondre Sweat did win the Outland trophy as well good for that uh, very dude. good to see him get that award I mean when one of the other uh, award nominees is a lineman for K-State an offensive lineman and you were able to beat K-State and then give it to win head-to-head we've said it with Alabama head-to-head <laughs> Sark,
0: Sark pointed at when they asked him a couple weeks ago what the best play of the season was and it was that goal line standing against K-State where yeah. Tavondre Sweat busts through the line swats the pass down yeah that dude's a monster yeah
1: uh, and then we also should note uh, there's a weird one. You know what? I'll talk about this tomorrow because we we're, we're, we don't have the time on a Monday, but I'll talk about the Disney Spirit Award tomorrow. Just okay. remind me to talk about the Disney Spirit Award. It was a weird award on the award show. It was just, it was something weird about it. But I'll, I'll talk about it tomorrow when we have a little bit more time. Uh, Texas did get the win over Houston Christian. They did drop in the AP poll down to 19 after that loss to Marquette that did not look good at all. Uh, it was kind of a spread around scoring. Uh, Max A. Smith leads the way with 16 points. Caden Shedrick had 15 points. They had a, a slow. They kind of got off, they got off to a good start, and then all of a sudden, Houston Christian came back. They went on a 19-0 run to end the half. Uh, it never really looked back in that game. They probably should have won by a few more points. We were laughing that Rodney Terry is not a guy to uh, put in the, the walk-ons at any point in these games. He did not unload the bench at any point. Oh no. Uh, so you know, he. I think he's. You know, he wasn't thrilled with a lot of things that were happening. Uh, This team did end up with nine turnovers. They had eight turnovers in the first half when they were down by, I believe, down by or up by one. They had eight turnovers. They got they had seven or eight. So they had one or two in the entire rest of the game.
0: That's good. That means Rodney Terry had the boys playing with some intensity after
1: losing. He was able to get them going back. Texas was able to dominate in the points in the paint. Uh, But the second chance points is where you need to get picked up. Uh, Houston Christian had sixteen second chance points to Texas four. Uh, Those are some of the reasons when you're going the offensive rebounds, you can't let them. Get 16 offensive rebounds on you. You have to be stronger in the post. It's going to help when you get Dylan to back, but you should have been out-rebounding them because you're just a bigger team. Uh, I'd still like to see Dylan Mitchell try to get to the free-throw line a little bit more. He got four free throws, went three or four in that, uh, but I would have liked to have seen him go a little bit more. And the three-point shooting is still a problem for Texas. They're going to have to figure it out. These zone defenses are continuing to pop up I think everyone's going to play zone against him the Absolutely. rest of the season because it works so well. That offense slows down to a crawl with a zone defense. You either got to shoot threes or get to the paint. One or the other, and they don't seem to be doing either. Uh, and the the you can't go in the post. The inside out game they've been doing with Shedrick that was working so well in the zone. You're able to help off of it, and you got to be able to hit that three when he kicks that ball back out. You got to be able to hit that three. They haven't been able to. They went shot uh, six for twenty one in that game, which is just not good enough to win a, a lot of games. Once you get into the Big Twelve, turn, uh, the Big Twelve conference play
0: give me a call rodney i got eligibility left i can <laughs> knock down the open three just making my pitch right here right now
1: i think you need to play defense too oh well th- we can't just sub me out in between those you can't you're not even gonna move off the court <laughs> i can't run or nothing but you want to see those numbers get better all right uh let's take a break when we come back uh we will get into uh the otani news the Shohei otani news Uh, came down. I also want to get into uh, if we talk a little bit more NBA and about the Spurs-Rockets game tonight because it is a big game for some people. You know, Rockets fans, this is one where you can really stick it to the the Spurs. Spurs fans, I know you enjoy doing that. It's been a long time since you were the better team. So uh, we'll see. We'll talk about that when we come back here and more of your text. 512-447-3776 here on the Sports Complex in the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app and hornfm.com. Rick Davis and the Sports Complex, weekday afternoons on The Horn. Echo Sports Complex here on the horn, playing music all week long from Jelly's 11th Annual Christmas Jam, benefiting the Austin Firefighters Relief and Outreach Fund. It's happening this Thursday, 310 ACL Live. I'll be hosting lots of great artists on the bill, including in the jam, Jake Andrews. One of the best guitar players in town for a long time here in Austin, Jake Andrews. So uh hope you come out and check that out with us. He's been on the jam multiple times. Always a fun part of the jam to get some guitar jamming. Jelly's one of the best guitar players, so he brings some of the other best guitar players, and they shred, and it's it's a lot of fun to see like two or three of the best guitar players in Austin all on stage together. I can imagine. Uh, you know, it's a good thing. It's one of those things when you when you live in Austin, you get to see there's so many, and then when you can put them all one stage together, it just becomes uh, really special. There's been some special moments in the years past. Text line's still open 512-447-3776 is the text line number uh, if you want to put in there. Uh, we want to talk a little bit. This texture does bring it up. Uh, to understand the structure of the Shohei Ohtani contract, uh, you have to understand the tax laws in California. Follow the money. If he's getting paid in the years after he retires or not living in California and lives on low tax, tax state like Texas, it may increase his contractual earnings by 10 to 15% over the life of the contract. I don't think he's going to move to Texas. I doubt that. Very Something heavily. tells me. Uh, I think that that's part of it. I, I but all right. So if you've not heard the news because it just came out recently, and you maybe not following Jeff Passan or whoever else reported this, uh, the Shohei Otani gets a seven hundred million dollar, ten year seven hundred million dollar contract from the Dodgers over the weekend. Uh, everything was done in secrecy. There was some reports that Toronto was going to be in play. Uh, it ends up that he goes and stays in L.A. He signs with the Dodgers, which was kind of the early on favorite for that. Uh, but he gets. Seven hundred million dollars, everyone thinks, well, that's crazy. That's seventy million dollars a year. That is going to be a huge cap hit for the for the you know, for the Dodgers. It's gonna be hard for them to play pay other players. You're also playing Mookie Betts, who's one of the highest paid players in baseball. You've got a lot of big name contracts on there, and then you're gonna try and bring in more. It's the Dodgers. And then you've got a lot of money, but you're saying uh it just in Mookie Betts and Shohei Otani, guaranteed money, it's over a billion dollars for two of your players. <laughs> and guaranteed money you're paying out, right? Because a boogie bets like 400 million, something like that. So over a billion dollars.
0: Every bit of it, yeah.
1: Uh, So it's a lot. However, the news came out today that Shohei Otani has said, I get it. You know what, guys? I want to still compete. Now, they're going to still have a $46 million uh, uh, cap hit. Okay. Uh, So it's still going to have to pay, and it's still going to go in the luxury tax. But it won't be as bad because he is only going to take $2 million a year for the next 10 years.
0: And the 680 is deferred to the end of the contract.
1: The 680 is deferred to the end of the contract, which means that Shohei Otani is basically giving a massive discount while he's playing to try and get other best players in there, to try and get the Dodgers to be a better team so that he can compete and win because that's really, at the end of the day, what he wants. And at the end of the day, give me the $680 million. Now, we can say in the tax law that he will make more because of taxes. You can also say if you're good at investing money, he's losing a lot of money. Because if you give me $70 million, I can turn it into $150 million in 10 years. In 10 years, yeah. So we can say he could double his money if he invests correctly. He's not so, hurting. So, I, I, again, I'm just saying if we want to say the tax laws, yes, there is tax laws in there. There's also the fact that he could be able to get out of it and invest the money and do other things with it. So it is not necessarily just a financial, I you know, I'm going to avoid taxes in this way. It is something where he's going to be able to try and get better players on the team because he is not doing it now once he leaves once he leaves the dodgers in 10 years unless the american economy has crumbled which is a possibility
0: maybe that's what they were banking on
1: i think that's what they're banking on they're they're like sign him 10 years oh we'll pay it at the end oh absolutely (laughs) sign away sign away but yeah they they got him on layaway (laughs) <laughs> they, do got them. they got them on the amazon prime the amazon they, they got that payment, bub- payment.
0: that bubble payment coming up at the end yeah, yeah
1: that's that one where they get their furniture back <laughs> <laughs> That had Shoyotani going to get the, all that $680 million. I'm sure it's going to be deferred out in some way at the end, where Bobby Bonilla day will long been sought after. When he's like, what is he getting? He's getting another million dollars. And you're like, no, Otani's getting $25 million again.
0: Yeah, they're not going to pay all of it at the end. They'll find another way to restructure this. But the way it's set up now, that is an yeah. interesting way to structure it. It here. is a
1: crazy thing. It's more annoying because now we see the Dodgers are getting another break that they uh, will be able to spend and try and compete and try and – be a pain for everyone else that now the Yankees have Soto and the Dodgers have show and it was fun when it was in Texas for a little bit, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. It was fun when the league was fun in Texas, but now the coast again, have come back and said, money will ruin the MLB. We'll just try and spend it all.
0: Astros. You're up next. What are we doing? Who are we getting? <laughs> who are we bringing into town?
1: I was reading the day that the Astros they're going to be into the tax like a different type of tax level than they've been at. Oh. Just from the signing and that's without signing anybody else. So they're probably not spending a lot more money and they still haven't re-signed Kyle Tucker. We got to get into that at some point. Well, it's been fun, Bregman, but uh well <laughs> <laughs> so, Sorry, buddy. So, a difficult one there uh for the tech for for everyone else who is a fan of MLB and not a fan of those teams I know I know there's Yankees fans, a lot of Yankees fans. I know there's a lot of Dodgers fans. My man, Craig Way, big Dodgers fan. No love lost for those teams. No, not even no, a little bit. No love lost. It's crazy when you're like this seventh highest spending team in baseball and you're like, we can't even get close to competing with the amount of money that the one and two are spending. It's You can't even get close. And then you look at like the Pirates and they're spending as much as <laughs> as much as we make. It here. They're like, oh, we're spending like 32000 well, it's like, it's like
0: the scene from Moneyball where Brad Pitt is breaking it down. He's like, here's the rest of the teams, here's yeah. 30 feet of crap, and then here's us at the bottom.
1: Hey, by the way, you're welcome, Las Vegas, <laughs> because if that owner decides to do what he's been doing, you have just gotten the worst baseball team year in and year out uh, when he was going to refuse to spend money.
0: Well, it's because the way the owner's deal is set up. There's a lot more into that. There, there is. Yeah. There is.
1: But yes, that is the news. Uh that is the big news is we got the big news over the weekend that Shohei Otani was going to be going to the Dodgers. And now that there is now that uh, you know, the contract is signed up, it's even better news for Dodgers fans. So congrats if you're a Dodgers fan. You lucky.
0: I don't want to hear about it.
1: I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. Uh, another texter sex in and says uh do y'all stru- uh do y'all still live stream on twitch yes we do absolutely live right now we are yes we're currently up streaming right now and on on youtube as well youtube and we're also live on x we're live on x as we well live on you x. can get us wherever you wherever you get your things uh wpi parts guy says any updates on Stroud? he's in concussion protocol his last effort uh, that it wasn't necessarily the hit of anything else. It was a the whiplash. It was a whiplash. His head, if you watch it, his head hits on there. That's what I've heard last, last. I don't know if I've not heard anything else.
0: His legs looked a little gimpy when he got hit. I was a little worried. It looked pretty bad. It, it did not look good. And yeah. the rest
1: of that game, I think, you know, you pull him out of that game anyway. That you know.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't let him go back on the field.
1: Because it, there's no point. You, you. It was just a bad game. It was a bad game. Hopefully, it does not have long-term repercussions. Nico Collins is the one I'm a little bit more worried about because yeah. it was not a... You know, like concussions are a serious thing, but we know what the timeline kind of is. Right. You understand, you know, either he can go or he can't go. It's not something of...
0: Well, it's pretty clear. He either clears the protocol or he doesn't. Yes. So yeah. we'll
1: see. And it may be really bad. Hopefully it is not. Uh, hopefully he will be back with the team and maybe miss one week.
0: But Nico in that calf.
1: Nico in the calf. We I've not heard the uh, what has happened there yet, but I know he missed the rest of that game. And also Blake Cashman is another big one there as well. I uh, do want to mention a couple games in the NBA tonight. Uh, the Spurs are playing at Houston tonight. Uh, Rockets are a nine-and-a-half point favorite in this game, cool. which is disappointing to see, but the Rockets have been playing really good defense at home, and defense could stop this Spurs team. I'm curious to see. Popovich brought out another starting lineup Really? on Friday. Who we got? Uh, he put Malachi Branham in the starting lineup. Bitch, Zach Collins put Jeremy Sohan back in the starting lineup. Okay. So he went uh, Branham, Vassell, uh, Keldon Johnson, Jeremy Sohan, Wimby at the five kind of played them a little different. They to played get a little quicker, I guess. Uh going against the Bulls, had a good game, then the third quarter they were awful again and lost the game on Friday. Uh yeah, they they I believe they were up 11 and a half and then were down 5 after the third. Oh. Yeah, just a bad quarter. They tried to stick it in the fourth, but yeah, could never get back into it. But that was a di- another different starting lineup. We'll see if they change it again. Or if he sticks Malik at Brandon back out there, if he puts Yeti Osman back out there, goes back to the original lineup with Zach Collins. This is a game against the Rockets where Shingoon owned them last time going against Zach Collins. He was just pushing him around. So we'll see with a big man for the Houston if they find another way to who they put on him to try and bounce back with him so he doesn't just keep going under and hitting layups and dunks on the Spurs. And then when you put everybody else, can Wimby get going against this team? where we know Dylan Brooks is going to go out there and try and injure him probably and try and take a cheap shot and do whatever he can to get on the news cuz no one's talked about him in a couple of weeks so Wait
0: a minute. Nobody's saying my name.
1: <laughs> so, but no, this is a, it's uh it's it's definitely right now for the Spurs. You were just trying to see any signs of life. That Texter was joking. Do the, the Spurs getting another win, but right now that third quarter for them is it, they're one of the worst third quarter teams in NBA. I'd probably say history at this point, but they're because they're playing decent in the first half and then just come out from the break and are getting the break speed off them. And the I, it's not great right
0: now. Pop, just do halftime on the court. Just do it like <laughs> high school. Go to the
1: corner of the court. Let's just do <laughs> high school right there. Don't don't let them leave that environment. Just watch Red Panda yeah. <laughs> from the the sideline of court. No one knows who Red Panda is. This do, yeah. Red Panda. If you've been to enough games, you have seen Red Panda and her bowl flipping onto the head on a unicycle thing that when I say it out loud doesn't sound right but it's it's so enjoyable you made it sound so cool it's (laughs) I'm just telling you it's one of the most enjoyable things you're ever going to watch in a basketball game (laughs) besides basketball uh, the Mavs are also taking on the Grizzlies tonight. Mavs are extremely beat up, so they're only a one and a half point favorite against this Grizzlies team that has struggled. John Morant going to be coming back soon. We'll see if the Grizzlies are going to be able to go back. But Kyrie Irving, uh, the injury to his foot and heel, is not as bad as they thought. They believe it's just a bruise right now, okay. but he is having trouble because he has a bruise on his heel, which is a painful thing. So imagine. he may not. So he is out for this game uh max Maxi cleaver is out for this game grant williams is out for this game uh and josh smith is out for this game josh green sorry josh green is out for this game
0: do they have like seven guys left on the roster so do
1: you know you're gonna see a lot of you know not surprisingly luca will play a lot of minutes and yeah, probably uh tim hardaway jr will have to step up in this game Derek lively will have to play in that post because you're losing uh maxi cleaver and that's some more minutes over there Grant williams is out too it's just a lot of guys are out that they're gonna have to kind of get over with and they it's disappointing for, for Mavs fans because you're at a point in the season where you're getting a lot of rest because of the in-season tournament. Right. You're getting a lot of extra rest, and they're coming out of it still really banged up.
0: So which way would you go in that? I'm curious, on that one-and-a-half line.
1: Uh, I mean, at, I'd, still, I'd still probably go Mavs.
0: Okay, you think they can – I think Lucas, Luca, and this yeah. Grizzlies
1: team has not been good this season. Right. They have not found their identity at all without John Morant. Uh, losing Dylan Brooks, losing uh, – you know, they added Marcus Smart to this team.
0: Yeah, they have six wins on the season.
1: And they have not <laughs> been playing well. They, you know, the experiment – I just don't know if they they found it yet. Uh, it'll be curious when John Moran comes back, if they're able to click it into it. It's kind of like Texas is kind of waiting for with Dylan Nassau, and you want to see, all right, when we add this piece back – How long does it take? How long does it take, and how much does it make us a better team? Or is it we're still around the same type of team – Uh, Because, like, you know, we can say with Texas, it's with Dylan Dessou. You go, you hope that excels you to now a top-10 team when you're top-19. You go, okay, now we're top-10. And then maybe the players, and we'll see if Chris Johnson can come along and we can improve, and if the three-point shooting gets better and the offense gets better, because Rodney Terry is a guy that we've seen, and and Chris Beard was this way too, that they really started off, the beginning of the season, was all about defense. They practice defense so much, the offense doesn't look great. And it kind of goes until conference play. When they start to start working that offense more, but it's a season-long project where they figure they're going to be able to get in the tournament, and you just want to win games in the tournament, and so that's kind of the end goal of everything. Uh, but that offense is not really where it needs to be yet, and I think you know you want to get that defense to be where it wants to be, but that's it's just the way certain coaches are, and it can be uh, painful to watch at points.
0: Yeah. No, they just need to just need a counter to the zone, like you brought up earlier, because teams are gonna keep using it. Oh yeah. And especially <laughs> yeah,
1: you I mean and you're playing a game, uh your next game for Texas is, is gonna be Saturday against LSU. Yeah. So you're gonna be playing another team that's not great, but it's another team that is not a Houston Christian. It's a team with, you know, D one power five talent. It's a team
0: that'll punish you for sixteen offensive rebounds. It
1: is. They're gonna be a team you're gonna have to play again uh next season because you're going to be moving to that SEC, so it's a big Ooh. game. For Texas so we'll see what happens coming up with them but yeah this offense is going to have to prove for them and for the Grizzlies you know you're getting a John Morant so your offense will be a little bit better because you have a guy who can ISO and get you points uh, but it'll be a, it, for the Mavs tonight not a, probably the funnest game for you to watch with a lot of Mavs out against a not great Grizzlies team but if you do want to watch that I believe that's on NBA TV so yes, you can check seven. that one out uh, you can watch that game as well All right, Grizzlies,
0: Grizzlies are 1-9 at home they're not with, good anywhere 1-9
1: we're going to take a break. They're not doing the Whoop That Trick song anymore?
0: Oh, no. I don't imagine they are.
1: Funny. Sing about domestic violence. It only gets you so far.
0: Well, it's because they lost Dylan
1: Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're to take a break. we come back, uh, we will talk about uh, – we'll wrap the show up, uh, get you ready for a night of uh, sports and a lot of basketball tonight, uh, two football games, plenty to watch on a Monday night. Whoopie. We'll get you ready to go. <laughs> here on the Sports Complex on the Horror 1019 and 1260 at Horn App and HornFM.com. More. Patrick Davis at the Sports Complex. Weekday afternoons, only on The Horn. Last call. So either hook up now or go home and take care of yourselves. To alcohol. The cause of and solution to all of life's problems. That's what I do. I drink. And I know things bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes till somebody passes out and then bring one every 10 minutes. I'm very drunk and I intend getting still drunker before the evening's over. Wrapping things up here on the sports complex here on the horn. Uh, We appreciate everybody who played along with us on the text line. 512-447-3776. Save it in your phone. Get ready for more talk tomorrow as we'll be back and we'll get into more talk. Uh, you know, we'll get maybe a little bit more into the Texas football awards and all of those things and the Heisman. And we can talk a little bit more about that tomorrow. We'll of course be recapping the NBA games and the NFL games tomorrow and all of that good stuff as well. Uh, I do like, if you know that what that song is, uh, where we're, where we play the last call, it's, it's I drink alone by George Thorogood. And then I heard a song and I was talking about my friends about this the other day, that there's a song that's crazy from George Thorogood. Uh, it's a song title is just, uh, if you don't start drinking, I'm going to leave. And it's a whole song about the guy. Basically he's a drunk and then he's upset because his guy girlfriend or wife will not keep drinking with him. Yeah. And, uh, so any song where it's like, <laughs> the line is I'm tired of, I'm tired of looking at your sober face through my alcoholic haze. Oh man, it's it's just a bonker song in 2023. When you hear it now, and how much the world's changed, you're like yeah, that song would not fly anymore. When was it? When did it? I, this would have to be late 80s, early 90s, somewhere oh, in that okay. range, probably. It's funny stuff. Uh, we think of text. Any insight into Jarrett Gibson' commitment to Texas? Uh, it's a four-star running back uh, from the IMG Academy in Florida. Uh, he he seems to be a speedy guy. Uh, I'm not. I'm sure he's going to be kind of like C.J. Baxter and that he's going to need a little bit of time to get you know his body up to playing Power five, especially in the SEC next year. So he may not get a ton of reps this freshman year, especially with Jonathan Brooks and CJ Baxter being there, but he's a speed guy who could be used in some very cool ways for Texas, and it's a good signing for this class. All right, we're out of here until we talk to you tomorrow. Be kind, be safe, keep your underwear clean. We'll see you right back here tomorrow at four o'clock for more of the sports complex.